0: God inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. We trust that you will enjoy today's message and that it will encourage you to grow deeper in your relationship with Christ our Savior. Something God is just challenging me by just right now today is, is the question of are we playing church? Are we playing church, church, or do we really want to be serious about being the church? Um, Do we come to church because it's a part of what we do and not a part of who I am? Like Monday through to Sunday or Monday through to Saturday, am I being the church or is me going to church, a thing that I do on a Sunday and maybe on a Wednesday when I go to school. Um, And it it relates a little bit to the fact that um, about the white elephant that is not in the room today. That means three quarters of our students is not in this room today. (laughs) And I'm not, I'm not, you guys are here, so I'm not fighting with you, okay? This is being recorded. I'm going to let them listen to it. Um, Why, my question here is: Before I'm going to dig into the message, why why are you here today? Why specifically today are you here? I want a couple of thoughts, just quick thoughts, not from the guys that are not students. The other guys, welcome, ladies. Is it your first time here? Ladies, which here, first year. We are glad to have you here. Okay, yeah, I don't normally do this. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but if you like it, I can do it again. Um, yeah, Just quickly, why did you come here today? Chuba, come. Why did you come to church today? Cool, cool. So it's some of the, you're talking about to meet with God and to fellowship with other people. Okay, cool. Anybody else? See, why did you come? Apart from me telling you that you must come today. <laughs> why did you come? <laughs> yes, number you. Same as them. Does anybody else have a different take than them, Betty? Okay, so it's sort of a day that you set aside that that, that is um, what you specifically focus on doing the By the way, did you study today? Okay, good, good. Because most of the people that aren't here today is not here because they are studying, and it's from me. It's it's. <laughs> My my history, in terms of being a student, I threw the pendulum way the other way. I never skipped church, not even in morning or morning service. Um, but I should have perhaps done that every now and then just to catch up on my studies. But I can guarantee you, some of the people that aren't here, and you guys will relate with it, is that they, they're not necessarily studying 24-7. And sometimes, like... Neglecting when we come together Neglecting when we fellowship together Either in a big group like this Or in a small group Neglecting that It does a couple of things It's Number one You're withholding somebody else From being blessed Because you can only really Encourage somebody else If you are present And the other thing is that What God speaks to us here You can really only hear If you are here you hear what I'm saying Okay So So that on the one side and then the other other thing is what who have you how did you come here today by the way did somebody invite you or how did you hear about the church two weeks ago through okay and then you told her or did you also hear oh yeah the same song Okay, cool. Um, for the two of you excluded, and for you also excluded, that's... Is this your first time here? Yeah, yeah. I know you've come to the morning service, etc. Who have you considered inviting somebody else to come today? It's your first time in the Who have you considered inviting somebody? Uh, who have you actually invited? <laughs> okay, cool. Um, the, the reason I ask that is because if we... Are the church, and we are going to go meet with God, and we are going to have fellowship with other people. It's it's a natural reaction for us to want to bring other people into God's presence. So I don't want I don't want to sound like I'm fighting with you. All I'm just wanting to say is that this is our student services here at UJ. You, as the UJ students, don't take ownership of the church. God wants to plant. We are being the church at UJ. Um, it's it's gonna be. We're really gonna try and do something that's probably not gonna last.
1: So, I'm, what I'm asking
0: you guys is really just 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 be the church here at Utah On Monday through Sunday Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, because like Chubo, like like Tuba when he said when he walked in, the first thing he was like, "Where are all the people?" Uh, and uh, I was like, "Yeah." I, I share the sentiment. <laughs> Uh, but I understand where it comes from, and at the same time, what I do want to encourage you guys with—that has been so faithful all the time, you know, serving Yuri and Daryl, and the guys that is in the worship team, and Suzanne, and the team, faithful in coming here and, and, and doing a church service—it um, it really encourages me, and, and I just really want to honor you guys. I want to encourage you guys that—that's. Um, Let's not despise the day of small beginnings. I really feel that this is a season, and this is where I'm going to start with my sermon as well. Is that we are entering into a season where God is holding before us, uh, in a sense, a picture of entering the promised land, uh, and not the promised land in the, in the sense of that there is necessarily milk and honey in the natural, in the natural, um, but that there is a harvest. Here at UJ, which is ripe for harvest, and I believe that God is inviting us to be laborers in this harvest field. However, it is it is similar to when when um, God told Joshua, "Go into the promised land." That there's some challenges that comes our way, um, and and it's a matter of are we going to Actually, take a hold of what God is calling us to do right now, or are we going to be one either too busy with other stuff, or maybe even are we maybe too afraid of the unknown that is lying on the other side, the giants that is in the promised land, the con- con- conquest that we need to make, the opposition that we might face? So, with that in mind, I'm going to pray for us, and then we're gonna then we're gonna get into scripture before i pray is there anybody that wants to share a testimony i didn't invite anybody to the front earlier is there anybody that's got a testimony or a word they wanted to share no one. okay if it comes to mind maybe share it at the end again okay you can uh, flight that's that, that uh, first slide there manual i'm talking a little bit about fear must fall hashtag fear must fall today okay and uh it is within, it's within the context, and obviously there's a lot of ways that I can go about talking about fear and how we should deal with fear, etc. And even out of a biblical stance, um, fear versus faith, or fear versus courage, etc. Um, but specifically, I'm talking about the, like fear must fall within the context of what I believe God is withholding, withholding in front of us in terms of taking a hold of this campus as... Inheritance as going about making disciples on this campus. Uh, so let's let's start reading reading the scripture, and uh, understand still still the different points there. And it's it's Joshua one, and the context is that is the Israelites was wandering in the desert for 40 years. The, ho- the whole generation basically died out in the, in the in the desert, except for Caleb and Joshua, right? Uh, so Moses died. This is where we pick up in the story in Joshua 1, within this this new season of the nation of Israel. It says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Just pause there for a moment. They're in verse in the middle of verse two, he says there get ready to cross the Jordan. It's not a matter of okay, now okay, now we go. I mean that's a whole nation that they've got livestock there, they've pitched tents, they're used to having been in the desert for forty years. Though so everybody in that nation except for Joshua and Caleb got born while they were in the desert. So they're used to doing things in a certain way. We as a, as a, as a, as a small group or we as a church here at UJ, we, we sort of get used to doing things in a certain way. And for the guys that have been, the students that have been with us for a while, or the last two years or so, you've been used to this is how we do small group, this is how we do church, etc. But I believe that God is saying, get ready or we are going to cross over into the over the Jordan River and things are going to be different. Um, and uh, let's let's carry on from there I will give you every place where where you've set your foot as I promised Moses your territory will extend from the desert of Lebanon and from the great river the Euphrates all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life as I was with Moses so I will be with you I will never leave you nor forsake you be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Before we go on there, just at the end of verse 5 there, the reason Joshua could actually go and do this, and I believe the reason why he could actually be strong and courageous is because God was saying that I will be with you. Because without God's presence, without God being with us, (coughs) coming up, Against nations coming up against just everyday challenges, going into your exams without God, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have made my exams that I can say with certainty if it wasn't for God. Okay, with that in mind, I know you guys are writing tests. Here's just a good advice. Okay, study as if you've not prayed. Okay, and pray as if you didn't study. Okay, let's just write it down. And go to the other home tonight, and go study as we not pray. Okay, <laughs> but at the same time, no. Don't start getting anxious about. Oh, I'm gonna fail. What about this? What about that? I'll come back to that. All right. So God is with us as we go on this journey. And uh, in the in the face of that fear, when we when we are faced with the unknown, it's like uh, okay, what what what's lying ahead, What can go wrong? Um, what like some of the challenges that I know you guys are facing is like just just everyday challenges. What, what where's my finances going to come, come from for my studies? Where's uh, am I go, am I going to pass? What am I, what are my parents going to think about an do test? Um, or I want to I really want to commit to church, but um, my parents aren't in favor of me going to that church, or my parents aren't in favor of church. Full stop. What what do you do in situations like that? And you sort of confronted with this little bit of a uh, dilemma sometimes. And you know you must pass, but you know also that God comes first. And now, but if I don't pass, so maybe I must rather not rather, rather I must just skip church for this term and just focus on my studies, etc. And, and for me, that is like not eating food because you want to go further. Like it doesn't make sense. In the short run, you might actually go further because the half an hour that you spent sitting down and eating, um, you could have run further. But you know that if you don't eat, you don't rest, eat, you will inevitably just pass out. Same with our relationship with God. If we decide not to make it a priority, God, in our lives, um, spending time in Scripture, praying, Worshipping, fellowshipping, coming to church, those kinds of stuff. If we neglect God over those, out of those facets of our lives, to go further in our academics or further in life without God, it is like shooting yourself It's like going through life without food. Um, Alright, so, verse, we'll pick up the story from verse 7. God tells him again, Be strong and very courageous. First time he says, Verse six he says, Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to the to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give it. And I want to just say a pause here. He says there to Joshua, you will lead these people to inherit the promised land. I want to tell you now that if you are serious about following God, you are going to lead other people him, to us into a relationship with him. So it's in the context of that if you're serious about following God, you are going to lead other people. As well, be strong and courageous whilst you do that. The, the reason you'll be able to do that is because God is saying that I will be with you as you go. Yeah. Then he says to Then he, then he says to Joshua again, "Be strong." And then he says, then he adds this word, "Be strong and very courageous." Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. And interestingly enough, uh, no except for Betty that's here from Kreinsich. I spoke at Kreinsich yesterday and uh, don't tell them this. Yeah? Um, <laughs> the two speakers there was that, that spoke before me um, loved their style of of just conveying a message. The one guy's a little bit more like a rapper kind of guy and Sage, she was with me there, she turns to me, she's like, you're going to have to top that Uh, So I was just like, sometimes by going over is by going under, so (laughs) whatever that means, I don't know, it seems cool to say Um, Anyway, so, but just uh, and they weren't necessarily sharing stuff that wasn't true, it's just that there was a little bit of an imbalance in what they were saying. It was a very much motivational, which which was fine. But a lot of what they were saying is that your life is going to be great. God is going to prosper you. Um, Satan can't come against you, and X, Y, Z, and so on. And I'm like, uh, yes, just complete the sentence. <laughs> because, so anyway, so I, I just... I just left it, and luckily my, my turn was third, so I could just bring in the balance, and and I started off by, okay, so I, I, I generally agree with what the other two gentlemen said, and uh, I'm just going to give the other side of the coin. I'm not going to re-preach what they preach, so I'm not going to focus on that side, but I am going to focus on the other side, and the, the, the theme of the day was, uh, for, for all four of the speakers was, what does the cross mean to me? And uh, so... I started off as saying that the cross really means it's an invitation for you to come and die, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just and obviously I unpacked it a little bit from there and just brought in the context of why I'm saying that. But in essence, that is what the cross means. It is Jesus. The cross means Jesus died on that cross. The Son of God gave His life on that cross, and the ramifications of that is yes, we do have joy. Yes, we do have peace, and we have eternal life. But the fact of the matter is not all of us get a financial breakthrough. Not to tell that to the guys in Pakistan, the, the, the guys who want to follow God, whose heads get chopped off, or anything like that. It's like you can't go and sell the gospel to people with prosperity necessary. And I was just saying that like, God really invites us into a personal relationship with Him that when we do go through those hardships, that He promises that He is with us. Um, and, uh, but I, but I, like, like I said, I didn't shoot the guys down and I didn't even shoot them down now. They were, they were, they were speaking a lot of sense. Uh, there was just, it was just leaning towards the, the one side. So, all the speakers together, I think, brought in a good balance, et cetera. Um, but, you know, the reality is, is that we do face a lot of hardships. Uh, the reality is that we are going to get tempted. the reality is that when, once you start discipling somebody else, that the commitment that it takes to take ownership of somebody else's growth the, the rea- reality is, is that you start slacking then it has a it can and I'm not saying it's going to have I'm saying it can have a ripple effect to the people that you're busy discipling um and it's like um I'm use this, i'm going to use you as an example we had this conversation yesterday and and i mean she's been inviting like half the res to church in the morning services etc i'm exaggerating obviously but, um she's been inviting a lot of people to church and and we're going to plant a small group in Squinfeld and we're going to start doing walking with jesus with the ladies there and it's hopefully something that we're going to do, be doing in all of the reses and and, and we had this conversation and she's like it's a little bit of a scary thing to think that if I be fall, it's gonna it, it's it might have an effect on all of their lives. Like, yeah, it is. A, I don't say no; it's not gonna be a ripple effect. I just say, yeah, it does happen. But in those times, just be raw honest with yourself, be raw honest with God, and be honest with them. Like, so you're not following me; you're following Christ. We're making disciples of Christ, we're not making disciples of ourselves. So from the from to get to go, we need to try. and connect people with Christ and not with us individually. Because if they do get dependent on us individually, then inevitably they are going to be disillusioned somewhere along the line because none of us are perfect. Um, we Let's continue. All right. That's what I want to say. In the context of, of those couple of verses there, God tells Joshua, be very careful um, to, to obey all the law that all the law, etc. He goes on, says, meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. And like, we think that okay, God says go, and now we just go, and we, um, we we really forget about what is what is the rest of His word say. And it's important that as we go, as we go to make disciples, that God has given us a manual for life. Um, let's not neglect, um, let's not get so busy by doing, let's not get so busy by making disciples that we actually neglect to spend time with Him, neglect on His Word. And of uh, that is really how you will be able to, to maintain uh, being courageous, being strong within Him. Okay, next, next slide there. Have I not commanded you, this is God again, third time to Joshua. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Then they answered. Oh, uh, Sorry, sorry. Uh, just pause there for a moment. That, that verse 16 is a little bit later on. But it's interestingly enough, before God sends them, or as God sends the Israelites into the promised land, three times He tells Joshua, Be strong and courageous. And when God tells you something three times like that, you sort of like, please. Okay, if 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 God comes to you and so say, "Be strong and very courageous," what is your first reaction? Yeah, what's what's around the corner? It, yeah, some there's something unexpected. There's something why I need to be strong and courageous. And I mean, they Joshua and Caleb. Joshua is one of the two that scout the promised land. They two of the twel- it was twelve. Right, that went. It was a ten. And went to scout the Promised Land. It's good to have him here because it's like, um, and he was—he was one of the two that scouted the Promised Land. So he knows what is in the Promised Land. He knows that there are like huge guys. He knows that there are fortified cities. He knows what it looks like. There. But he—he he was one of the two. reaction was like, that it's—it's ready. It's ready for us to go. And uh, now everybody else has died off, and he's still ready to go. God just comes to me. You just reassure us that I'm with you. Be strong and be very courageous. And I believe that that is a word that God is telling us that we need to be strong and very courageous. What is around the corner? I don't know. There's a little bit of unknown around the corner. I believe that we are probably going to the moment and it's it's inevitable the moment you start making other people and their salvation your, a priority in your life you start getting flack for that. Oh, well, we really get to start getting flack the moment you start being born again because then you're on the opposite spectrum of where where the, where the, where the devil wants you to be. And then he tries to cut you down. Okay, but at the same time, that we are going to have to start fighting in the Spirit for other people. We're going to have to start fighting for other people on this campus, campuses. Um, same for it. But, and if you look around, it's just the political situation. even the situation on campuses at the moment, it is scary. I believe that God is calling us as Christians not just as a showeur just as Christians on the campus is to really just stand up stand up and be counted It's like it's like dogs barking out there and you know these little dogs that are more noisy than, than anything there's a lot of barking going on there and there is probably a couple of big dogs barking as well but the thing is is that I believe God is calling us as Christians start making you stand on these campuses and you see it popping up at, at the University of the Free State you see it popping up in tu um, where the Christians are coming together and they're starting to pray together and it's making a statement' making a public statement but more so than what is making a public statement is making some serious ripple effects in the spirit I believe that that is also a place where we are moving towards um, as Christians on, on this campus as well. We're not experiencing a lot of that flag that's going on around around the moment just in the natural but I just have this uneasiness with what's been with you DJ, at the moment that there is something brewing and I believe God is saying be strong and be courageous don't be all of a sudden surprised that oh, God has not left me kind of a thing he's saying that there is going to be hardship but he's he's, he's he's called us to keep the main thing the main thing and that is to go out of this world and make this something we need to fight the Spirit for some of those people, for all of those people. Yeah. Okay. Verse 60. This is uh, there's a couple of verses that I skipped just just for the sake of time. And what happens in between there is Joshua goes and he goes and tells the, the he tells the leaders of the different tribes like okay, God said, "Let's pack your things. Uh, we we need to get going very soon." So this is their response to Joshua. Then they answered Joshua, "Whatever you have commanded us, we will do; and wherever you send us, we will go." In verse 18. They end off. Only be strong and courageous. <laughs> so you know that something's up. If God tells you that three times, and all of the leaders that you're telling you, that you're telling, this is what God said, we need to go. Saying, "Okay, we are with you. We're locking shields with you. We're going into the Promised Land with you." Just remain strong and be courageous, and uh, I believe that that is what God is calling us. Yes, you are called. You have to. You have to pass your studies. Don't, don't neglect your studies. Okay, God has called you to UJ, it for a bigger purpose than just to study. He's also called you here to make disciples. He's called you here to worship Him. He's here to here to, to, to exalt His name over this place. Main thing for us as Christians in general, okay, is the first thing that God does is He calls us to Him. a personal living relationship with Him. And it's amazing. He also sends us out again to go and make disciples. And what your form and function is going to look like at times is going to change because God has wired you differently, He's gifted you differently. How we as a body is going to, are going to do that and achieve that. Just what I just want really to encourage you. If, if you are just naturally a connector with other people then use that for the glory of God invite people connect with it, build bridges maybe you're not that good at teaching but the person next to you is very good with teaching and you hook them up with that person to say he's going to do walking with Jesus with you for the next 40 days um, so I know we're still relatively small here yeah? but um, so often you're going to have to do some stuff that is not necessarily your strong point, and that is okay. God is going to inform you, amazing um uh, All right, okay. So courage must rise, and fear must fall. The hashtag everywhere. I don't know if you guys are on uh, that. There's a there's a quote that I want you to, that I want to read, and uh, it's uh, a pastor from Tigerberg that he's got a blog, and he posted this during this week. Um, give us that next one there, Emmanuel. Okay. Just sort of at the end of the block, he writes this. Don't live a life pacified by fear or paralyzed by what can go wrong. Fear steals your joy and taps your strength. Reflect on this truth. If God is for us, who can be against us? Then look up, shape up, sign up, and step up. Take heart, finish the job. And then we go home
1: <laughs> okay
0: home what he's referring to is heaven here on earth is not is not our home we're just passing through and whilst we're passing through there's a whole lot of people's lives that we can influence okay so i'm going to read that last part look up shape up sign up and step up take heart finish the job and then we go home you here at uj or at vits for a couple of years Um, maybe you've only got one year left maybe you've got three years four years left maybe first year you've got a couple of years left I want to encourage you to make the most of it on this campus while you're here for the glory of God impact as many people's lives as you can possibly for the glory of God connect them with Christ and then move on okay connect them with Christ disciple them as far as you can and then Go and work in the corporate world or wherever you're going to work, and then you do the same. Connect the people around you with Christ and how to follow Christ, and then you move on. And eventually, move back home to Christ to be united with God. It's be amazing. And uh, I so agree with what Sia said last night at the conference where he just said, like, I think he said it last night or Friday, I'm not sure. Like, when when you get to heaven and it's like God looks at you, and you're sort of like you want. I want God to sort of look over my shoulder and see everybody's lives that I've impacted. And obviously, it's not a, it's not a thing of like it's um, like naughty badges, like well done. kind of Just, just for the mere fact that there are people's lives that's changed for eternity. And uh, I've shared. I can't remember if I shared it here or shared it in another place, um, but. One thing that really—I think it was Bible school problem, that really just motivates me so much um, to to really be earnest about sharing the gospel with other people is, and, it, and, it, and it's it's not one hundred percent one hundred percent out of the Bible, but the the, the 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 example just brought an urgency to me. Is somebody just shared a, a like a vision or a dream that they had, and it's. This picture of one day standing and standing in in heaven, and there's this big chasm uh, that that cannot be crossed. You sort of see into into hell, uh, and like I say, it's not it's, it doesn't come like that out of the Bible. So I don't say this is what the Bible says. It's just a picture, and seeing people that I knew, people that are close to me, or just random acquaintances, and them looking to me from afar. And just saying, or just screaming out from hell, it's like, you knew about this, why did you not tell me? That sort of, life, that, that really distract me. It's like, we have, we know the truth, we know the way of salvation is Jesus Christ. So often, it remains behind on closed doors. And yes, we need to pray for people before we speak to them. We need to do we a whole lot of stuff but there's just an urgency that i feel that god just lays so much in our hearts that we that, that, that we get distracted that we forget that what the main thing is and the main thing is that we are children we are children of god and that he, he holds it with holds in front of us so you going to tell the world that he is the way and that he is the truth and that he is the light. he is salvation. he is the way of salvation Digressing a little bit but i described that there was just something. God is just saying. You can read with me. Um, Philippians 4, verse 4. Rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again: rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all that the Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in christ jesus now the scripture applies so much to so many different facets of our lives but in essence that i just want to say that there are probably going to be times where now coming where we feel we might feel a little bit anxious maybe we get a little bit of opposition from other people in our residences maybe we get opposition from university management maybe you get opposition from family members or maybe all of a sudden, just stuff just starts to happen, and you get a spiritual just attack against you. To so say that, let the peace of God guard your hearts. How? Rejoice, rejoice in the Lord. And so often, people's joy gets stolen because they're rejoicing in the wrong stuff. They're rejoicing in their breakthrough to get a new car, or they're rejoicing in the fact that they passed their exam, or they're rejoicing that now oh, I got a girlfriend. That sometimes go to church. Okay, you didn't catch that joke. It's fine. I'll I'll bring bring it back later when we do relationship (laughs) week. Okay. Rejoice in the Lord, and that's where our joy should be. It's in the Lord, in the fact that we know God. Okay. And here's the promise again, verse five: The Lord is near. He says, "Do not be anxious about anything, about anything." Matthew 6 talks about do not worry about your life what you wear what you, do, what you eat every day is enough worries for itself you don't worry about tomorrow yes there's a place of planning all that stuff but in essence he says don't, don't let that consume you don't, let, don't freak out like one of the most common diagnosed I don't know if it's disease is really the right word but um, is is depression and anxiety and, and uh, panic attacks and stuff and uh, it's, God is just saying, like, I don't be anxious about this thing. Yeah, I'm going to start wrapping up very soon. There's two scriptures that more that I just want to just uh, read with you. James 1, verse 2 to 4. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith pres- produces perseverance. Their perseverance finishes work so that you may be mature and complete not lacking anything. And I just want to highlight here something. And he's mentioned the scripture this morning as well, but I just want to highlight here something. Is that the trials of many kinds, okay, are going to test our faith. It's okay, going to test your faith. You're going to grow. If you persevere through that, you grow. What happens? If perseverance finishes work, what causes, what inevitably happens? We mature. And and, and that is, we're going to be tested at different times of our lives, etc. But if we persevere in our faith, if we persevere in the trial, what happens inevitably is that we grow up. Um, and, and, and that's such a necessary part for, for our development. Um, so don't, when trials come, when temptations come, when difficulties come, don't just shun it, just persevere through it. Persevere through it with, with God, obviously. Your last scripture is to be still and know Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and mountains quake with with their surging, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. My question here, the first question I want to ask to you, and it's a a rhetorical question, so don't scream it up. You can scream it up if you want to. Just, is God your fortress? Can you say with confidence, God is my fortress? Do you know God? If you don't know God personally, then God is not your fortress. At the same time, if God is not, if He's not in charge of all of your life, then there are certain areas of your life that is not guarded by God. For example, if you if you date somebody that doesn't have a relationship with God, and you don't feel that you have the green light from God, that means that you are not going according to what God says. I'm not saying that being in a relationship with somebody that doesn't have a relationship with God is wrong, full stop, Okay. Conversation for a different day. <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying is, if you don't feel convicted in your heart that this is that God is in this relationship, then it means that in that specific area of your life, you're moving outside of the will of God. And if you're moving outside of the will of God for your life in any aspect of your life, it means that there's areas of your life that is not protected by God because you're not in God's will in that area. Um, so make sure that all of the facets of your life is under the will of God. That you operate out of a place of faith. That, hey okay, God, uh, are you saying this? Are you saying this? No, I'm not sure. But I believe, okay, I believe this is what God's saying. And I'm going to, in faith, step out and say, okay, Lord, I, I believe this is what you're calling me to do. So I'm going to step out in faith and do this. If you not operate out of a place of faith, Scripture says that you Anything not done out of faith is sinned. Because if you're not doing it out of faith, what are you doing in Fear is one of them. But you're doing it out of a place of not faith in God. that's not, not the best grammar, but... <laughs> uh, and therefore, if we're not doing it out of a place of faith in God, then we're doing it not out of a place of faith in God. And therefore, we, we sin. And God is saying that He is with us. As we go into this next season, as we go into, into what I believe God is calling us as a... Um, uh, as a student ministry here at campus, is that, that God is really uh, I, I experience it when every time I come to this campus and I talk to people, that the the, the harvest year is right. Uh, we've we've had this conversation for those of were at small group last week. We had this conversation here and, and said that we're going to do small groups slightly differently from next term. And uh, just for you that weren't there, I'm just going to recap just very short. How we can do small group from next term? Is for most part, um, two or two are probably going to team up, and you are going to do Walking with Jesus with some about two or three other people um, for 40 days. It is a commitment, it's a commitment your side, is a commitment to their side. Um, but we're going to deliberately start discipling you, and you are deliberately going to start discipling others. The first question that pops up: I don't know if I'm ready for this remind you to go listen to a sermon that Denny preached at the beginning of this year. Is every member really a minister? And if you've taken two steps, you can lead somebody else two steps. Okay, I'm not asking you to have a theological degree, okay, and I'm also not just throwing it out there and say, go, go through, Okay? The best way of discipleship, and that's how we're going to go about it, is to not just say and then just see people. Okay, we, want to, we want to say we want to show you how. We're going to support you whilst you do it. And then we can see. to okay, So, on a weekly basis, I'm going to sit with the core team that is going to do each of these groups. I'm going to sit with you guys and we're going to go through that specifically, these topics in the to The week after, you're going to do those same topics and you're going to have a conversation with the people in those races. Squinfeld is one of the reasons where we can start that. I'm starting another group called uh, Peter. I'm with you, by the way. <laughs> uh, but there's probably gonna be another group of two some of the guys. Uh Gainsa spoke there yesterday and uh, there's about fifty or forty people there that, that committed their lives to Christ yesterday who most likely be keen to actually receive some discipleship. Hoping uh, for a conversation to do the same with the Lord. There's so many options, so many doors that we can walk through for the sake of the kingdom. Obviously, we don't want to overextend ourselves, and then all of us burn out. But at the same time, I do believe that God is saying, be strong, be courageous. There's some challenges going to come. There's going to be some great challenges going to come. we are saying, be strong, be courageous, find good. Amen. Are you ready to do this? Where are the UJ guys? Are you ready for this? Like it's a little bit I know it's a little bit daunting. But I'm going to pray for us. There's not, not going to be music in the background. There's not going to be anything. Okay. When you get out there, it's you and maybe a wingman. Um, but inevitably it's going to be you and God. It's going to tomorrow morning in your own quiet time. It's you and God. Next term when we get back, it's going to be you, maybe a wingman, maybe not. and Three or four or five other people that are looking to you to lead them to Christ. Um, and I know we, we I know it's daunting. But I want you to, to take courage because God is with you. Not because I'm with you. Not because we have great material or anything like that. Yes, this stuff works and um, it, the, the book is going to help. It's a tool. It What's going to make the difference is God's presence in your life.